Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another session of Dragon Mark Symphony here on Natural One Media. Uh, short by one for a little bit here tonight, but regardless, we are going to keep on trucking. Uh, we had a very eventful session last time, and we're going to be picking right up from where we left off. So if everybody remembers uh, previously, our adventurers, after a thankfully not too eventful uh, trip back uh, to the capital city of Rote, uh, arrived with Set's body in tow. Uh, it was taken to the King's Citadel and brought to a uh, secluded area underneath of the Citadel, uh, sort of like a, excuse me, an abandoned sort of like amphitheater of sorts. There, uh, the group congregated with a few others, uh, namely a wizard by the name of Matthias Caldrew, uh, who was considered uh, powerful and capable enough to be able to use a resurrection scroll, uh, which was seen as the primary means of being able to bring Set back. Uh, the group was also reunited with uh, a familiar face, uh, a gentleman by the name of Trist, who they had met at the Winchester scythe uh, the previous, just the previous day, uh, after they had first arrived in the city of Rote. Uh, Trist, uh, in a very uh, kind gesture, offered to front the bill, as it were, to pay the full price uh, of acquiring and using the resurrection spell uh, from the Citadel uh, so that it would appear legitimate in the paperwork and would not in any way uh, cause any confusion or result in other departments and other uh, sanctions of the Citadel looking into uh, the mission that had been performed. Um, in order to maintain the Dark Lantern secrecy, uh, as the mission itself was not a public one, uh, they needed to keep the books clean, and the only way to do that was to have somebody actually pay the full 750 gold that was expected. Uh, so, uh, Trist offered to, to pay for it in full, uh, and Silva expressed her concerns uh, to Caspian quietly away from the rest of the group, uh, citing uh, their previous meeting with Trist wherein uh, Trist's companion uh, had seemingly disappeared much quicker than would normally be expected. Uh, they had not heard anything from that person since. Uh, Caspian noted that he would indeed keep an eye on Trist, but that without any substantial evidence uh, or additional eyewitnesses, there wasn't much that he could really do at this point. Uh, so... It was agreed upon that Trist would uh, pay for the, the usage of the Resurrection Scroll, uh, and so it would be done under their name, thus keeping uh, the Caspian and the mission secret. Uh, with that, Set was wheeled away to a separate room uh, with a few uh, arcane healers as well as Matthias, and the rest of you were sort of ushered away with Caspian, uh, who intended to take you to another room in the Citadel so that you could wait uh, safely and uh, sort of stay in one, one place until you hear the results back. 
so, picking up from that moment, uh, Silva, Johannes, Nathaniel, and Dak, uh, you all are following Caspian as he leads you up a couple flights of stairs. Uh, he doesn't say very much. There's kind of like a bit of a stoned, stoned look face. Uh, st- stone face, I should say. Does not look stoned? That would <laughs> does be very not clear. look stoned. It would be very obvious to be stoned. He's had a rough 24 hours, yeah. let's be honest. He's had a rough time of it. <laughs> hey, guys, just give me one second. <laughs> Pulls a vape out of somewhere and just, <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, I needed that. Um, choke cool. up before you choke up. Um, yeah, he... He's very stone faced. Like he doesn't have there's it's hard to read any kind of expression off of him as he kind of leads you up the stairway. Um eventually you find yourselves in kind of a familiar looking hallway that's on like this kind of overlook. Uh and going into a room similar to the one that you first went into, uh, when you were first brought to the Citadel. This room you can kinda of tell right off the bat that it's a little bit different. Uh the there's a different number of chairs in the room. They're arranged a little differently around the table. You can see there's there's still that similar like wall that is entirely of glass uh, that gives like this very large grand view out into uh, the sort of the main courtyard there. Um, and so you all kind of uh, make your way into this room. Uh, Caspian gestures for all of you to take a seat at any of the chairs. Uh, at the table, uh, so if you'd like to do so, you can. Yeah, I'll take a seat. Take a seat closest to the door. Seat closest to the door, okay. Um, I'll uh, take a okay. seat next to uh, Nathaniel. Okay. Um, so, you all, you all sit down. Um, Caspian says, Okay. Uh, I need to grab Nevik real quick. I, I want to keep him up to date on everything that's going on. Um, if you could just stay put, I am going to close the door and lock it. Um, I will be back in just a few minutes. Just sit tight. I'm sure everything's going to go fine. Uh, we just have to be patient and wait for one of the healers to come back and let us know the results, okay? Just, just stay still, I'll be right back. And he uh, takes the door, closes it shut behind him. You hear this mechanical whirring as several locks click into place. Uh, and with the last thunk, uh, you are left with silence as you sit seemingly alone in this room. No donuts on the table this time, I'm afraid. Uh, table is cleared, there's nothing on it. Is there still a balcony door with a balcony? Yes. Yep. Similar to the other room, you have this large glass wall, and there is a there's a portion of the wall that is actually doored off that leads out to the, the balcony. There. Um. Was. Was this wise? It was the only thing we could do for him. Um. Right. Um. Uh, Dak is gonna put his hand up to his chest and kind of like 
clutch it a bit. Um, as like a nervous reaction, but in reality, he's feeling to see if he still has the necklace on. Just he knows that no, there was no danger of it coming out, but he wants to reassure himself. It you feel you feel the rough, uh, the cold metal um, pressing against your clothing and your skin. Um, you can feel that it is very much still there. Then he takes a second to think about what was learned about the other crystal. Uh, yes, which is, uh, in the previous session, Silva had actually presented uh, the other necklace um, that had been, you know, drenched in ink so as to sort of ascertain its physical appearance uh, because it is invisible. So that had been presented to Matthias so that he could kind of examine it. Uh, and he believed that it did potentially contain a Kuiper crystal inside of it, though he was uncertain as to what the purpose uh, of the necklace or the crystal inside of it could be. Uh, this was handed back to Silva with the recommendation that she should keep it safe. Johannes, um, what's up? Uh, Where's the attack? Uh, what are you? Um, uh, forgive me. What are your thoughts about all this? It's a lot to process. Um, honestly, I believe this is a, it's a bit more than I signed up for initially, but I'm honestly not sure where we're going to be going from here. Where do you think? I'm just a, I just thought I was just a chef, but now we're involved with everything that's going on. If you um, don't mind me saying so, uh, you do seem very um, capable for to be uh, for a chef, and uh, your skills are appreciated. Um, I find myself thinking of the idea of bringing someone back to life, and. While, while I know that was our intention, and that is ultimately what we are hoping to accomplish, the it is only now that we've had a moment to think where it could possibly be done, but the... Uh, um, the, the bigness of the situation has um, has uh, entered my mind grown yes uh, 
death is um, such a fine uh, has such a finality um, and we are here having found a way to reverse it While I am glad that Seth could be brought back, I ask myself why many others could not be. Oh, yes, I... Sadly, it seems like this isn't a surefire thing. Well, you can't really do this for everyone that passes away in your life, but... To be honest, I don't know if I would want that. I feel like the fragility and non-infinite, the finiteness of our lives is kind of what gives it meaning a lot of the ways. I agree. Know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It gives walking it meaning. You mean... I understand the point you are making. We all have a path to follow. Um, just... I... I am merely surprised that I am here to witness the rejection of death itself. I never thought I would be witness to it myself. It is a strange practice. Not an unheard of one. Sometimes those are remarkable talents need to carry it on. there will be um, side effects to the process? Well, I can't say I'm too well versed in it, but there's the potential. And as much as I hate to say it, there's the possibility it may not work at all. that we also have the disadvantage of not having not be having spent so much time with Seth prior so there's a chance that we might not even know if there is something different about him them hey. one thing um. well uh 
I don't I don't think there's any way that any of us could really know what's going to happen, but you know, none of us really have experience with this, but we just have to trust in them and I'm to trust in in his strength. I believe he had fight in him left. It's something worth to go wrong. And further down the line turns out that it didn't work fully. We can rectify it. True. We thought it was gone for good before, but no. I don't think anything's stopping us. Anything could be possible. The people of this town seem very capable and knowledgeable. They even have such a scroll on hand. It's really quite a miracle. They'd be willing to use it for someone they just really met. Truly, their generosity knows no bounds. Simply, um, hope that, uh, that it is, that it is truly generosity. I fear, I fear the things that we do not see with this arrangement. We have set ourselves upon this path. So, all that, all that there is left to do is to walk it. You think they expect more out of us for doing us this favor? is a possibility, yes. But we will be indebted to uh, I believe his name was Trist. Oh, that fine lad has stated many a time he expects nothing back. Seems truly to be a man of his word and head I trust completely. Let's hope that he, that the, that his actions are a lesson of generosity. Marks the second time that Lord would help us. No, honestly, he didn't ask for nothing back. He'd help him out if he needed it. Probably not with money. <laughs> he, he seems out of that well under control and there's not much I can help in that regard anyways. I'd be fully willing to let him my services if he needs it. Come on. We need staples, moron. <laughs> I think that's good advice for all of our viewers. Well. Yes. <laughs> Please don't. I don't recommend eating them. Not since the incident. That heavy metal poison. Ah, uh, yes, the uh, the bite of eighty-seven. Hello. 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 Of staples, <laughs> the man that glues us all together. 
Speaking of eating staples. That was a reach, I know. <laughs> Halo? Reach? Uh, <laughs> Alright, as, as, uh, as we get our friend Marshall back in, uh, let's check the borders, make sure that they're lined up. Yep. Borders? Those still borders. exist? No, and I missed them. That was uh, for doctors. Stolen from his hair. And for certain uh, fighter pilots in uh, Ace Combat Zero. And shout out to Ace Combat Zero. Um, I can't watch Marine Chan on YouTube.com. No one else will. <laughs> uh, so, Marshall, do you uh, catch you up? So, what has happened is that. I know that reference. Group has been taken to a sort of a waiting room similar to the one that the group was in when you had first arrived at the Citadel and wrote um, the donut room you were first initially being questioned so it's got that similar like the long like conference table with the scattered chairs uh, there's the wall that is almost entirely clear glass with a bit of a doorway that leads out onto a balcony um, and you have all just kind of been sitting in this room for a little while. Caspian has left uh, to try to track down Nebuk, uh, saying that he had a few things he wanted to keep him up to date on, um, with the promise that he's going to be back uh, in a few minutes. And that's where we're at. <laughs> the, uh, your friends here, Nathaniel... Uh, Johannes and Silva were, or not Silva, sorry, Dak, uh, were having just kind of a bit of a discussion about uh, Seth's current circumstance as well as the generosity uh, of Trist uh, being shown. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Well, <laughs> ladies, right. so if we're just kind of discussing the, are yeah. we just, so we're currently discussing the generosity of Trist. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. We're just kind of talking. Yeah. It's one of those things where, uh, you know, can't be one that ever have noticed that no matter how much anyone claims it to be the case. Eventually, everyone wants a favor. <laughs> you think he's going to ask us for something in return? It won't be framed in a way where it'll be in return. But it'll be implied. But in a way that makes us feel really inclined. <laughs> and... Uh, if only yeah, the goodness and, and, in people's hearts could stretch to such things, such as helping me with this task or reviving a loved one. Trip. Guilt. Trip. Set, Guilt. Set it is in this room, right? Correct. Okay. Well, I wanted to know what, but I or like I didn't care about. I I kind of figured it was the same thing as the rest of us felt, but. After this, I do wonder what gave... Set had a strange look to uh, to Trist as before we went to the table. And between uh, 
between the uh, the other man's name has escaped my mind. <laughs> Which, which man? There's far too many of them. Drunk boy. We need less. Sandy Crodwell. Crodwell. Sandy, Sandy Crodstock, yeah. Yeah. Matthias? Uh. You mean Matthias Crodwell? <laughs> no. No, I'm confused. No, I do not. Okay. Uh. Yeah, so the, uh. When Sandy, and then when suddenly Sandy wasn't at the table, really wouldn't have expected him to make a quiet exit in the state he was in. <laughs> Just, you know, not everything it entirely feels correct. <laughs> but if honestly, as long as Set returns. And he's not, like, in some type of mindless zombie mode. And then... It's, it's what we can take for now. And if anything... If anything, he claimed that he would take all the... He would take whatever it is that Trist would essentially... Potentially throw one day. That's really all we have to go on. Uh, 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 Lady Silva. What? What are your thoughts on us going against death? We were discussing it a little bit earlier. Um, well said. Who? The last session. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you recall, uh, when you had met Chris. Yep. There was an interesting little uh, switcheroo that occurred wherein Set uh, chose to refer to themselves as Dak mm. to Trist. Uh, and so you were thought of as Set. I, uh, I believe I introduced myself Mandel. as uh, Ralphus for that interaction. If you're talking about that Dak. Right. You are absolutely right. Now that you say it, you're completely right. Um, <laughs> but regardless... Uh, that had sort of taken your your identity briefly there. Um, right, I do remember that. Well, it was I guess, yes. I, from, from the, if, yeah, because, like, from, I guess, that there was, because of that misunderstanding, I guess, uh, the the confusion would have ran into that. Then, then the joke falls slightly flat then, because, yeah, like, the, I guess the scenario would have been that he would have been Ralphus, not set. <laughs> Because the main thing I had to cl I wanted to make sure it was clear was that Seth's name wasn't Dak. Right. <laughs> Which Chris didn't didn't know. So la last session there was a moment where uh, he said, you know, I'm I'm worried about the condition of our our dear friend Dak. Um, 
you know, being in the state, uh, which was that. Well, to take a moment, be like, take a beat and be like, he's right here. He's... <laughs> and then we were like, and then it was like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm a misunderstanding. I really. I really didn't want, well that was the thing, is I really didn't want suddenly, like, they try to revive Dak, and, and <laughs> it doesn't work because his name isn't Dak. No, I just become alive twice. <laughs> yeah, we said you'd teleport just next to him. <laughs> um, but yes. I mean... I can't say that uh, I can't really say that in terms of the idea of beating death <laughs> I don't know it's strange it's obviously magics that I've yet and potentially could only wish to potentially make use of uh but, I mean, they made it fairly clear enough that it still takes a fair amount of resources. Um, honestly, um, I almost kind of fear, or I have, I, I almost, I have more, I, like, I, after, uh, a strange dream the other or last night. I almost kind of have slightly different concerns on my mind than whether or than I guess the philosophy of interfering with the undead trying to enact death upon another. And uh, I guess now is almost probably the best time to speak with each of you about it, since it's just the, I guess, right currently the, the four of us in here. <laughs> um, it, uh, it would, it would appear so. Um, mostly because. Uh, has some relativity to this death concept. Some relativity. Yeah. Um, so in this dream, I saw this deer. Mostly normal, except for the head and wherein it had uh six glowing red eyes. <laughs> Can't say that's any deer that I've seen. No, but most of the rest of it was deer-like, but it's just the, uh, just the face right. there. Instead of the antlers, it had eyes? Or were the eyes on the antlers? Or where its eyes were, there were six the face. No, the eyes were on the face. There was just two more sets. What there were antlers. Do? The antlers were antlers. Wait, there's was... two more of me? <laughs> You know, when I named Bingo. my character this, Bingo. this was by no means my intention. But uh, now that it is arrived... I, he's been sitting on that punt for like ten sessions. Didn't see this coming, 
I legitimately did not. So <laughs> you're setting a bad example. God damn it! Mm. Um, was this deer doing any? What what was it here? Was it just looking at you with its evil eyes? Lady uh, I wish. People. I wish it only was staring at uh, me. Lady Silva. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, forgive me for apologizing. Um, you said six eyes, yes? Yes. Crimson red? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was the deer white? I didn't write that down. <laughs> In my dream diary, I don't um, know. So you do not have well, a my diary, dream diary, journal yes. <laughs> with little a little pink cover, um, with unicorns, uh, similar to my own. No, that last part wasn't in, in character. I was, I was <laughs> really confused. I'm not gonna lie, I was really confused. <laughs> um, I was so lost. Uh, I. I feel that we share similar dreams or night terrors. I guess it was. I have a feeling this is. Yeah, I was gonna say. I have a feeling it's relative to the crystal that I picked up, or it could be due to our plans of set, or both potentially. It's. it's uh, the deer mentioned a number of things. Oh, I did write it down. Yeah. It was a golden deer. What did it mention? It spoke to you? I spelt it wrong. I spelt it, I used the different form, the incorrect spelling of deer uh, on this one. <laughs> Just that one. The rest of the mentions of deer are spelled correctly, but the first one, I put D-E-A-R. <laughs> English language is hard, man. It's my, um, it's my honest to goodness second language, so, you know, it's all good. <laughs> it mentioned, so it kind of had two... I guess actually three mainly kind of seemingly interesting statements. Uh, so it mentioned a red light, which was death. Light. The red one. Okay. Then it had two cryptic and confusing quotes. Uh, the first one was seven moons will pass seven souls will pass unfettered set will continue to exist Dak hunted Johannes steer Nathaniel build then like a bunch of you showed up and then the kind of deer multiplied itself went next to you uh, and then told me fear the sea of red the dead king and undead queen fear eyes set of nine like mine which hit six really to think about it and dominion of the deer of the deer. It's. Uh, uh, Lady Self, forgive me for speaking. Well, you were clearly still 
Uh, no, that's it. I, I see. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Ah, oh, it's all right. It's all right. The video will come back. Hopefully. Please. <laughs> Please. Please. Yeah. Please. So we don't have to reorganize. Dad. Father. Hey. hey. Okay. There we go. There we go. We're all good. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, <laughs> everything went down. Oof. Well, I don't know. Uh, that's our money we need now. JG Whitworth. But, uh, Dan gets to go look at someone. Yeah, no, that was it. Uh, still, uh, pardon my intrusion into your uh, speaking. It's. It does not seem. As if that your particular night terror was something that your mind would come up with randomly. It's it's very no. it's very odd to have similar night terrors as another person that despite our the deers in each of our visions of being of different colors, the fact that they both had six eyes of crimson, um, and the disturbing imagery that was associated with them would suggest that there is a um, outside force um, projecting something to us. I believe that is the word that I am... Yes. It's for great cause of concern. Oh, concern it is. <laughs> That's for sure. So... You shared similar dreams. Both about these deers. I did not share Could you go into more it? detail about yours again, Dak? I was taken back to a moment in my past of when the morning took place at the time afterwards. Um, I see. And it was then uh, the deer came and disrupted the memory. And I will spare you the more um, the more uncomfortable details. Of course. But it was not. I I call it a night terror for good reason. And I believe it. <laughs> Sounds like we, you both had some pretty. Horrible dreams, visions. I'm not sure. Now, have you ever heard of I this? You had. Oh yes. Well, I, I guess maybe somewhat, maybe a good preference to that. Or have you, Dak? You had familiarity with the Kyber crystal, or Kyber crystallis. Have you have you encountered one before? 
not, um, not to my knowledge, no. Mm, okay. I was going to say, or like, especially, I guess, if you had, if you had answered that with, yes, yeah, just around the morning, <laughs> then I guess that would have maybe given us at least some commonality to work. With. But um, yep, I uh, I did the morning. Uh, that was all me. The world gets destroyed. <laughs> I just I just fucked around with this crystal. I was just like, what, if, what will this do? And suddenly I wanted I, to find out. So, and you know. Suddenly I nuked the country. <laughs> Nuclear genocide. <laughs> but uh, Dak just Dak does look down uh, to avoid eye contact after saying that. All right. I mean, otherwise, I mean, it just would create commonality. But otherwise, the, the most important, the importance to it is, you know, clearly they showed up potentially before particular, I guess, like, you know, I mean, really, before disaster. Appeared to you before one, and the idea of this, the, the the concept of what these seven moons and seven souls could be, I don't know. I've also never heard of this Dominion of the Deer. Is that what you called it? Yeah. Yes. I'm a bit worried about the naming us than having a deer stand. What are all the deer the same that were standing next to us? All golden six-eyed deer. It, yeah, it just kind of duplicated itself. Um, but what's... Honestly, the thing that potentially puzzles me about it is this concept of... Uh, you know, while it, it's, it says fear the word said fear the sea of red... The dead king and undead queen fear I set of nine like mine. And it makes me wonder, I guess, you know, it, it, and it made to mention how, you know, it did make note that essentially it like chastised me for having this crystal and noted that I, <clears throat> I essentially am not the owner of the power that it wields. Um, but, um, I do wonder if it is some type, I wonder if it does feel some type of push or desire to essentially, keep us away from resurrect potentially does uh, wish to keep us away from I mean maybe more traditional necromancy to be fair but um, you know maybe it does have some grudge against any form of life coming back then why appear to you it's not like you were the one doing it no, but maybe because I guess I had maybe this crystal would have had some type of similar power in the end. 
I know they didn't think it would, but maybe maybe it does hold some kind of power to utilize that. I mean, inherently, we don't know much about it, and none of them in that room really gave us any greater insight into that. Or into this specifically. You think you should bring this up with them? Perhaps they know more about them. This. Potentially, I guess I don't know. It's always stuff like this where. I mean, especially not with Trist in the room, but, you know, I mean, I mean, look at it this way. The man was bloody, the man was almost willing to, the man was this close to dismissing those ghouls in that armor we fought as not being like forms of, of potentially being forms of undead. You know, I can't, it's hard for me, I guess, to immediately or gauge or get a gauge on how believable he's going to find this story. secrecy until more information comes out it's even our combined experiences might not be enough but if something were to emerge once more um, if another one of us encounters this sixth idea then, um, then we might have enough evidence to make it more believable for the skeptics that we're familiar with. Yeah. Well, if we run into a point, once we can find a, uh, once we can find some type of period in which we can just get a little bit of downtime. It would be a potentially a, then I could maybe find like a library or something in order to do some, maybe I can find something out there. But uh, research. It is a, that. Here's, um, here's hoping though that these visions that we received were merely some strange phenomena related to the keep um, and let us hope that none of our number um, has to endure 
the sight of that deer again uh, it is not pleasant and I do certainly hope that no one looks upon it I suppose we could also be on the lookout for any more information as we go along anything deer related would I mean like just a normal deer that's wandering outside or do we have to be looking for the specific one I'm not sure it seems a little more cultish or cultish or religious than normal deer but I mean there's some striking imagery and some striking things to look out for that you mentioned that you have mentioned hearing in your dream Well, funny enough, all, all religions begin as called. So really, who's <laughs> who's to be judges around here? There is only the path. Four of you hear a thunk followed by metallic whirring and clicking. You all look towards the door that's been closed. Putting a cannon in the door. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to die. Present hall pass. As the door swings open. And uh, Caspian walks in, um, being followed behind by uh, a fellow you don't recognize. Um, Elvish features, uh, jet black beard and goatee, um, very striking hazel eyes, uh, hair is short, what what hair is there is sort of been swept back, pulled into a really tight one. Um, wearing these like oh, that's a description that I can uh, that I can relate with. These like white, uh, very very stark white uh, medical robes uh, with the emblem of House Jurasco emblazoned on the uh, shoulder. Um, you just go to bun this up. Yeah, <laughs> let me just bun this up real quick. It's what hair I have left. I can put back into a bun. The uh, Caspian and this this figure sort of walk in uh, mid conversation, uh, and as they come in, Caspian says, "Um, Doctor uh, Doctor Thor- Thoris says that there's some uh, some news. Apparently, there's an up." Uh, and the the doctor says, "Yes, quite indeed." Uh, you must all be the uh, affected party uh, that the uh, the patient was traveling with. Uh, I am Dr. Uh, Thoris Clemenson. Uh, I was uh, leading the procedure uh, with uh, Mr. Caldrew <laughs> on bringing your friend uh, back to the, the time of the living. Uh, I do have good news on that front. Uh, we believe that we have uh, a successful resurrection. Uh, your friend, the set, is it? Yes. 
Uh, that, uh, I was about to say attack with him going, da. Uh, what house did you say uh, he was from again? House Jurasco. Good old House Jurasco. Ah, got it. Cool. Do you want a bunch of magic people that be called, that would be called clerics in a D&D game? I just realized that uh, Rasco sounds too much like the Rask. So, uh, no. it, it does. It yeah. also sounds like you know, the, the is also bad. You know, you know, you know those those great resurrecting healers in House Thrask. <laughs> the miracles they do with a bow and arrow. <laughs> Uh, yes, they appear to be uh, stable, and they are breathing. Uh, we have been monitoring them for the past several minutes to make sure that there are no uh, side effects to the procedure, and it appears uh, that they are in a uh, solid condition, uh, which is quite wonderful. <laughs> like, as in solid condition, like, that they're... Like that they're still like they're stiller than they should be, or they are all in one piece, uh, my friend. That is that is Okay. Uh, you brought up like... the chance of side effects. I guess uh, the idea that their corpse is still maybe too still is. I felt like it was a possibility. We uh we currently have them situated in a bed. Uh, if you would like to see them briefly, we can grant you. Uh. A brief visitation so that you can uh, speak with them yourself. I'm sure they will find it quite calming uh, to know that you are uh, still here and uh, safe as well. Uh, yes. Uh, just a quick question, though, before we go. Uh, we heard like a strange. I mean, maybe it was more of a question for Caspian, but um, we heard yes. like a kind of a, a bang and like this kind of whirling sound. Did you hear that? Oh, that's <laughs> what was that? The, uh... That's the door. Uh, we have several uh, safety precautions on these doors. Uh, arcane as well as mechanical. Um, these particular locks, I want to say it's like Korth design. I don't know. They've been there for quite a while, and they've proven to be pretty secure in the past. Uh, yeah, Dex, what's up? What was the uh, doctor's name again? Uh, it was Thoris. Uh, might have lost the last name actually. Thoris. Supposed to be. I may not have last name. Let me check the notes. Let me check my notes. I may have said that. Uh, let me check that one. Uh, yeah, first name Thoris for sure. Uh, T H O R A C E. Last name was. I didn't say it right. Okay. Uh, it was Thor. Uh, Thoris Korenin. Uh, C-O-R-R-I-N-E-N. Thoris Korenin. Of House Jurassic. House Jurassico. I love giving my NPCs really difficult names. Welcome to the club. 
Um, and yet, I had once like Michael. Club? <laughs> <laughs> then there was my NPCs like like Seth, Michael. Michael. Seth is a solid it's name. It's your birthday today. <laughs> Just wait till it's my turn. Cake and ice cream is on its way. No, Gregory. <laughs> Gregory, have you heard about Jungus? Fans passport. I mean, you escape. Trust me. Uh, Thor says yes. So, if you would like, we can. Uh, I can take you downstairs. We shall. Uh, we'll go in and check in with the patient. Um, not for too long. We do not want to put any undue stress on them uh, at the moment, but. Uh, like I say, I'm sure they will be happy to see you. Caspian says, uh, yes, that, that sounds great. Let's, let's go and see them. Uh, Thoris <laughs> says, all right, very well. Uh, let's, uh, head this way, please. And, uh, Thoris leads you all, uh, you head downstairs to the ground floor. Uh, and come off into kind of like the secondary ward. Uh, as you go into this ward, you you see more and more of these people popping up that are wearing, like, these white medical robes, um, until they kind of, like, outnumber, uh, the people wearing either, like, standard wizard robes, or, you know, uh, citadel garb, adventuring garb, and anything like, uh, and you kind they, of, They uh, call the, they call wizards robes on the, sh uh, the short term for it is whiz robe. You follow this uh, bacoblin to the uh, to a room off to, to the left hand side, uh, and Thoris sort of opens the door for you and like waves you in, uh, and you may go in if you wish. Your call. Sorry, the question was. I like to you, imagine. If you would like to go in, you can do so. Oh, yeah, I'll just walk in. Yeah. I, I like to imagine that we all just kind of stood there for a second. <laughs> I was. I was <laughs> realistically, like, listen, some people don't like going into hospital rooms. If your character would rather, like, sit it out, yeah. only the option of them. I don't know. I don't really know. It's. It'd be awkward. I didn't bring flowers. Really know this person. They're kind of a complete stranger to us, you know. I pull out a dagger and I walk in. <laughs> Finish the job. <laughs> oh man! I, I dare you to jump me. I dare you. This dagger will be sheathed one way or another. <laughs> Deck, what do you have there? A knife? No. No. <laughs> You can't give her a sword. Why not? It's educational. She'll hurt herself. It'll be a very important lesson. Uh, as you walk into the room, it's it's small. First and foremost, this is a small room. Uh, you can see that there is this like long bed that is laid out. Uh, there's a side table with a few. Um, there's like these odd like uh, bottles and jars and like various like items sort of strewn about on this side table. Uh, on the other side of the table, there is another uh, 
on the inside of the bed, rather, there's another side table uh, that has, like, a selection of, like, textbooks uh, stacked up on it. Um, there's a small window that, that peeks outside. Uh, curtains are pulled back. And uh, in the bed, you see laying there uh, what appears to be a uh, the the figure that you you know as uh, set laying in the bed. Um, you can see a very slight movement of their chest up and down as they seem to be breathing steadily. Uh, their eyes are closed. Uh, they almost look as if they are sleeping. Oh no, it didn't work. Fireball. Um. Stab. It's the only way to be sure. So, quick clarification question for you, Dylan. Yes. Um, as far as the prep that was required on the doctor's end, what, like, all did that necessarily entail? Like, did they have to actually, like, prep the dead body, like, change clothes? Like, what all did that actually, like, entail? Great question. Make a medicine check for me. Did Seth's body shit itself, as most dead bodies tend to do upon moments i rolled a, i rolled a 19 so that makes that a 20. nice uh your familiarity with uh with medical care specifically jurassic care uh obviously it can vary you know depending on the situation the type of injury the type of uh of sickness that that is needed to be handled um you you do not have experience with resurrection personally, so it's a bit more difficult to say. Well, as now I do. But... Yeah. As, <laughs> uh, you got your wings. Um, as you are resting Oof. in this bed, you and you all can see this, so this is sort of something that you by extension will have this information because your party is seeing it. Uh, you have not been taken out of your clothing that you were wearing previously you are still wearing the same clothing that you were wearing before um your hood has been pulled back fully um so your your face and your head is fully visible um you are underneath of a a blanket you've been given like this nice like uh clean clean blanket uh over top of you uh as far as the actual procedure itself the preparation would have involved a uh, a physical examination, though you do not know how thoroughly and to what extent. Okay. Um, it also would have involved uh, likely restraint, and you can feel that as uh, your arms at the moment, there is kind of like a soft uh, cloth wrap that is secured around either of your arms and is like... A, a, adhered to the bed mm -hmm. um there are no you don't have anything like feeding into you or anything of that sort uh yeah. you are not attached to any machinery or cane or otherwise uh you are just in the bed very lightly restrained down with the wrists um but the rest of your body is sort of undisturbed uh from its its previous state as far as you can be aware gotcha yeah just curious because uh, i wanted to know just like how in depth they would have had to like examine my body and stuff like that uh because i'm sure that 
they had to do a thorough enough examination, they would the doctors potentially would have questions when I Spells was conscious. Spells would have to have been cast, and this is I guess this would be some free knowledge for everybody. Spells would have had to have been cast because the nature of a resurrection spell is so specific in that there are certain aspects of a person when they are resurrected that would not be healed by a resurrection spell. So if Set, say, had like a horrible curse on them, uh, when they were brought back to life, said curse would still exist. It would still manifest. It would take a remove curse spell specifically or whatever else is required of that particular ailment to remove it. So in the process of prepping you for the resurrection spell, one of the things that these healers would have been doing is they would have been checking you physically as well as with uh, arcane magic. They would have been checking to see if there are any other afflictions you have that would not be restored uh, with that resurrection spell. Gotcha. Which they, they would... Under... under uh, Dresco uh, medical law, they would be required to inform you uh, if there was any other afflictions, maladies uh, that were uh, healed in the process of bringing you back from the dead. Gotcha. So, would they have been aware of what had been done to set previously? Yes. Okay. Well, that... No. They, they would be aware of Set's... Well, we'll say it this way. They would be aware of Set's current state. Um, that would not give them any kind of context or information as far as anything that would have happened before or the, any reason for it. They would just be aware of Set's current physical state. Gotcha. Uh, and if it had any... Um, if it had any relevance to the resurrection... Uh, then it would be taken into account. Otherwise, it, if it wasn't considered important or significant at the time, uh, gotcha. it would just be noted and, and they would continue on with the, the task at hand. Gotcha. Sounds good. Uh, so yeah, so Thoris uh, kind of goes to the foot of the bed and like picks up this sort of uh, clipboard um, and consults it. Yes, this is a uh, curious case indeed. Um not much in terms of physical injury, but of course the uh, the resurrection was needed. It is uh, an odd thing anytime that we do these these resurrections. They do not come around very often, and uh, this one in particular seemed like they were fairly willing to uh, to allow themselves to be brought back. Uh, so we certainly tried our best on our end, and it seems like your friend here was. Uh, very willing to to make the trip back to uh, uh which is good uh even with something as uh concrete as a scroll of resurrection uh it is not always a guarantee that the person would be able to return excellent marker for that then uh as the doctor's talking i'm gonna look at set and uh make a uh Telepathic connection. And okay. in Seth's mind, I say, Seth, are you there? 
Are you truly alive? Set, you hear this clear as day. Um, hearing this, I'll kind of open my eyes and just kind of take stock of what's going on without actually responding. You are immediately <laughs> uh, met with a blinding light as your eyes, having been closed for quite a while, readjust uh, to the sudden surge of light and color and vision that you're being introduced to. Uh, I, I think instinctively a... Set would like try and like pull their arm up to try and block it a little bit and then kind of yes, pull you against you so and there's a bit of a, a jerky motion as your uh as the the strap catches. Uh first thing I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me. Sure. Uh the rest of you see as Set opens their eyes and then sort of almost like an instinctual like you see them kind of lift their arm up and the the arm catches. Uh Thoris looks up from from their chart as it happens. Uh 14. 14. Uh, you are able to the 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 queasiness that you feel as you kind of readjust. Uh, you're able to sort of swallow it, um, and blinking several more times, your vision uh, at first blurry clears up a little bit, and you're able to make out what looked like several shapes that were sort of gathered by your side. You're able to make out faces more clearly as you recognize. Uh, um, you recognize the, the crew. Uh, Doris says, Morning there. I didn't expect you to wake up so quickly. Where am I? Is there some part of me that was thinking of, of like, Dak or someone coming into this, uh, like, into this room with him there? He'd be like, Oh my god, he's not gonna make it. Like the scene in like the scene in Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Where she's like, pull the plug. It's like, oh, he's fine, he's just taking a nap. I can't stand to see him in so much pain. He's like awake hearing her yeah. say this. Um Yeah, so set set will just kind of like take a brief glance around and just kind of raspy, I would assume, from being dead for a while. Yeah. Uh, just kind of be like, where, where am I? What happened? Uh, in Seth's head, he goes here, Dax, say, You are back in the path of life. It will be confusing from here on out. Set will respond in their head and just go why in my head and not out loud it is rude to interrupt others while they are speaking and I do not wish to be rude to the others in the room okay shh um <laughs> even though Dak is speaking as quietly as possible at all times so shh Um, but yeah. So no one else would have heard that response, but still would have heard Set asking out loud. 
uh, Caspian kind of speaks up. Can you, uh, can you, can you hear us? I can hear you. There you are. How, uh, how's it feel? I'm here. Wherever this is. I'm here. That's all you have to say? I mean... Am I not alive? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Wherever this is. Again, I don't think that has actually yet to be appropriately answered. Obviously, you are feeling the effects of coming back. Uh, they can definitely take quite a bit of a toll. Um, you should relax as best as you can. We're not going to have you running around anytime soon. Uh, your body needs to recuperate. It needs to realign, so to speak, uh, after uh, spending so much time in a, in a state of, uh, of shock. In a state of dead. <laughs> Speaking of, how long has it been? Caspian thinks, um, I mean, it's been several hours now. Uh, it's, it's been a full day. We were at the keep uh, yesterday. Gotcha. Uh, so how aware would I have been of any passage of time or anything that occurred while I was dead, if very, at all? Very, very little. You, you carry almost no memories outside of fleeting glimpses of light and color. Um, very little in terms of conversations or anything of the sort. Uh, you do still recall uh, the last thing that you had seen before you reawaken. Uh, that is still very much fresh in your mind. Gotcha. But prior to that, your memory cuts off at uh, standing before the spirit um, and just kind of this feeling of emptiness that was beginning to to occur for you before everything went on black. Gotcha. Um, in Seth's head, he does hear Dax say, Lord Caspian was very adamant of bringing you back, and the rest of us could not leave you there. Well, I appreciate being brought back. Um, how how was that done? I feel like would would Set have the understanding, the knowledge of the fact that it had been long enough 
that it would have required like a pretty high tier magic to be brought back or would now that um now that Caspian has mentioned that it's been you know since yesterday that you had died um yeah, you been... would be able to infer that uh you know obviously they wouldn't have been able to bring you back with just like a revivify yeah uh or something similar to that it, it would have taken a, a much greater magic to, to make that happen um how did you have me brought back shouldn't have been easy it, it wasn't easy there's a scroll of great many people and a lot of money. A lot of money. Okay. Um, how, so how much do we owe? How much do I owe? Beauty of it. We don't own the thing. Fine man by the name of Triss. You may remember him. Came by and paid for your operation. All out of pocket. Let's never your thing back. I kind of will give uh, give Set a look. <laughs> Set will exchange glances with Silva and just be like, Chris paid and doesn't want anything? Oh, isn't that grand? In Set's mind, yeah. the total price was 750 gold pieces. As I said, it gets better. Set will try to bring their hands up to their face to just go like that and again get, forget that they are strapped down to the bed. Uh, upon realizing what? that, just goes, Can I have these removed? Uh, Thoris uh, speaks up. Oh. Not, not quite yet. There's a few more tests that we have to run to make sure that you are indeed fully stable. Um, apologies for the inconvenience on that, uh, but it is for your safety, honestly, more than I. Got it. All right. But um, whenever you do get out, we'll we can we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that more. Yeah, that that'll that'll be important. To, to discuss. Hey, y'all don't For now, it is. Ah, I. I do indeed. Um, one more time in Seth's mind because Dak doesn't want to speak out loud. Uh, Dak does ask. But should we be worried of Triss, of Triss doing this? not sure it's best to be cautious from the path of caution we shall take and that kind of bows a little bit towards that again without saying anything out loud mm. yeah that was responded to mentally so okay um yeah, I've got to be exhausted, so so just kind of be like, all right, um, I'm going 
going to rest so that I can get out of here sooner. I will hopefully, you know, that will be soon. And kind of just glances over to Thoris. Thoris, um, Thoris will, will put his hands up here and say, yes, indeed, you've honestly shown remarkable progress, but it is still very draining to go through this experience. Let us, let us allow you to continue to rest. Hopefully you will have a uh, continued uh, progress very quickly perhaps we can get you up and moving out of those restraints by the end of the day that would be ideal but we do not want to rush anything uh, especially in the process of a post shift uh, very easy to become uh, dissociated with your physical presence um, I've seen many many horrible things happen with that so we are going to give you the opportunity to rest to relax. Uh, I'm sure there will be plenty of time for your friends to revisit. Uh, but until then, all of you have a good day. Uh, and he kind of goes around the bed, and he, you see he actually picks up uh, a couple of like the uh, the jars that are sitting on the, the bedside table there, moves a few of them around, takes one of them, starts mixing something together. Um, Caspian says, Yes, well, that's that's great. Um, wonderful. I'm again. I'm very happy to see that you're okay, Satin. I'm truly sorry. Um, I, I I don't think words cut it. Um, I'm so so sorry to have put you in this situation. But we will allow you to rest. I think I'm going to take the rest of you. Let's um let's find a nice quiet place to sit down and have a drink. And, uh, we can talk a little bit more about our, uh, our good friend and benefactor. Uh, yes, I think that would be a really good idea. If, uh, if you would like, all of you can make an insight check for me. Uh, towards Caspi. Once. Uh, yeah, 20, baby. A totally nice. Seven. You just came back from the dead. It's you. You haven't. It's fine. <laughs> you, I'm tired. Yeah. I already closed my eyes. I'm. I'm. Just, I'm already <laughs> going to sleep. Okay. I'm. Sl I'm. I'm sleep. Okay, seven with your eyes closed. That's impressive in its own way. Um, case. Uh, something to note. Uh, set. Yes. You just came back from the dead. That is a yes. serious ordeal. You are going to... I've been noting this as you've been making rolls. Um, you are currently taking a negative four penalty to all of your attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks. Gotcha. Uh, every time that you make a long rest from here on out, uh, that penalty is going to be reduced by one until it reaches zero and disappears entirely. Uh, so basically, after about four days of rest, uh, you will no longer have that penalty. Sounds good. Uh, just something to keep in mind. Uh, but yes, uh, Johannes, you got that yes. nat 20. I you did. You pick up on Caspian's intonation mm -hmm. and the way that he's kind of looking around at all of you. There is a very clear, like, let's find somewhere private so we can continue this conversation. Oh, okay. And you especially pick up on... 
our generous benefactor, meaning I know that you have concerns about Trist. Let's go somewhere that we can talk freely about that situation, and we're not going to get interrupted by anybody. Okay. I'll try to, like, gesture to everyone that, like, let's skedaddle and go find somewhere to rest on our own. Hey, I'll see you in a bit, then, uh, sir. Have a great nap, and we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Caspian says, you know, I think I have just the place in mind. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get going. It's actually not too far. It's, uh, just a couple blocks away from the, uh, the, which we call it, the Winchester site there. Uh, excellent okay, it's not the Winchester site. <laughs> I was waiting not. for him to be like, it's the Winchester site again. <laughs> mm. Uh, and so, uh, Caspian will, will lead all of you out of the room um, and begin to, to sort of take you you off. Um, Caspian's going to close the close the door to the, the room behind him. Uh, set. Uh, you see that uh, Thoris is continuing to sort of like mix this potion together. You're not familiar with it. Mixes it together and then hands it to you and says, uh, I highly recommend you drink this. How far do the restraints actually let me right. move my hands? <laughs> so Sometimes I am a fool and I forget here. Uh, and he <laughs> reaches, uh, goes to the other side of the table, uh, pulls open a cupboard, uh, pulls something out of it, and you see he pulls out a thin, uh, a thin, like a paper straw, inserts it into the, the potion, and then hands it to you. Okay. <laughs> just kind of hold it. How? And just like, How? just start, like, drinking it a little bit. How environmentally savvy of them. Hey, gotta stalls. protect those sea turtles. Listen, listen after... The uh, sea not dragons. Not, uh, <laughs> turtle lions. Um, also, a quick note. Where am I at hit points-wise? Just so I can have that updated. Go ahead and uh, hit that long rest button uh, because you are restored to full health. Ooh. One. Right. Hey. Yeah, you are you are back in the biz, my friend. As you uh so, so you take a sip of the, the potion that uh Thoris yep. gives you Thor says, uh this is a this is a cleansing tonic, this is to help reduce headaches, uh make sure that there is no ongoing fever. Um, it is to help keep you stabilized and make it easier to rest. Um, as you take a drink of it, it doesn't taste great. Um, it is obviously a magical analog for, you know, like a, a cough syrup or like a, uh, a, a pain reliever. And it tastes like that, even though it's magic. Um, there's a slight sort of syrupy texturing to it, uh hint of like some sort of like a berry or like a like a wild wild fruit um but otherwise it is 
really not appealing in taste at all. Uh, doesn't go down smoothly either. Uh, it is it is very syrupy uh, as it kind of goes down and it coats your throat as it does so. Um, but you do feel this sort of uplifted, like you feel a little bit more relaxed, you sink into your pillows a little bit more. Um, and the world around you, there's just kind of like this brief moment of like a light glow. Uh, just this feeling of like clarity and like content as you feel a little bit of strength is restored back to you and then some. Everyone else, you actually feel the same thing. You, you have this moment of just like brief, like, like you're breathing in fresh air for the first time in a while. You feel your, your strength returning to you. Uh, uh, there's a bit of clarity and you have this kind of sensation like you feel like a wave of like energy sort of in, like ebb from you and flow out into the world. Um, as all of you are now level three. <gasps> Let's go. Let's go. Congratulations. You made it to level three. We only died Can't once. Can't believe it. Yay. Yep. That's that's what level two had for you. We did we it's okay so so tier that one means only more of us are gonna die. Yeah. So we TPK at level six. <laughs> yes. So so tier one is all about we need one character death in order to level up. Tier two is gonna be two uh, two character deaths and then it's gonna be downhill from there. A sacrifice must be made. Soul for soul. Blood for the blood gut. Skulls for the skull throne. There you are. Of course. Um, yeah, so all of you Feel go the to right. level three. <laughs> uh, at, the, at the end of the session, we will uh, roll everybody's hit die. Um, and then we'll, we'll sign off for the evening. But we're not quite there yet, are we? Uh, back in the hospice room. Uh, set, as you kind of let this, this sort of feeling of calmness overtake you uh thoris uh takes the the potion from you sets it aside over on a far table uh and sort of uh waves a hand and like a small uh like a small little like cap uh it magically whip, whips out from one of the cubbies and like lands on top of the the jar uh thoris absentmindedly picks the jar back up secures it sets it back down does a tap on it with his finger. There's a light glow that emits from it as it magically seals. Uh, he pulls out a book, really heavy textbook, uh, flips it open, checks a few things on it, closes it, um, puts it back into the cubby, uh, grabs, there's like a wooden chair uh, kind of off to the side, grabs the chair, pulls it around, uh, and says... Uh, Indeed, you are progressing very remarkably. Is there anything else that you need? Are you, uh, do you need your sheets changed out, uh, bedpan, anything that you need uh, taken care of? Uh, should be good for now. I think I just need some, some more rest. Good, good, good. You know, I have to say, and uh, as he says this, snaps his finger. And you watch as his physical appearance 
sort of shifts. Motherfucker. <laughs> before it uh, warps and, and sort of distorts and then very... Fuck you, very Trist. Slowly, like a curtain dropping, uh, the, the, the visage sort of gives away and you are suddenly struck with like this new appearance. As the the white robes change color and appearance, the the shoes change, the the hair that was uh, you know pulled tight back in a bun, jet black, uh, expands outward. It becomes reddish, uh, reddish yellow, wild, uh, curly. Um, the face uh, becomes a little bit more gaunt. Uh, the eyes changing color. As the, the image of Thoris sort of slowly dissolves away, and in its place you see a tall uh, human figure, uh, slim, uh, the wild reddish-orange hair, uh, the piercing eyes, uh, a look of concern on their face. Uh, as Trist takes a seat in the chair next to you uh, and says, You really had us so worried. I mean, oh my goodness! You're you're here for one day, and you get. I, I they won't even tell me what happened to you. But hey, what matters is that you're here. You're okay. I am so thankful for that. Be 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 honest with me. How you feeling, bud? How you holding up? Well. Physically, I was better. <laughs> I, I, yes, I'm okay. Very confused. That's fair. Eh. Who are you? Right, yeah, I should probably get around to that. Um, so, I got some bad news for you. Um, you know, champ, I, like I said, I was really worried for you because uh, if you really had died, I, I would have been sad about it, I promise. No crocodile tears here. Uh, but it also would have messed up a lot of things. Uh, and I feel like I really do owe you an explanation on that. Uh, but real quick, just just wanted to, to emphasize, because uh, I don't know if your friends filled you in there, uh, I actually kind of chipped in a little bit to the fund. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, they told me. Yeah. L listen, I, I really, again, just want to emphasize, there's no debt to be paid with that. It, look, money is money. I'm not. I'm not out here, you know, shaking the pan around asking for donations. You know what I mean? Like I, this was done, genuinely because I wanted to make sure that you were gonna be okay. And it worked. Uh, here you are. You're you're living and breathing and talking and not quite yet walking, but uh, you know I checked the charts there. It looks like they're gonna get you back to that pretty soon. So that's good. Um. You know, as long as that Thoris guy knows what he's doing, you you should be doing pretty all right. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Um, I'm getting a little sidetracked. Let me. Uh, and he he kind of glances back at the door, uh, which is closed. Uh, and at this point, you could probably assume lock. Uh, looks back at you. Okay. So here's what you gotta understand. Because it was a blast getting to meet you and your friends. And I'm really happy that I did. 
but I kinda gotta ask you to get a move on. Like, as soon as you're physically able to. When, when, you, when the opportunity arises, I kinda need you to get the hell out of this city. Think you can do that for me? Sure. Great. I don't think any of us planned on staying here much longer than we had to anyways. Music to my ears. Because the, the, the troublesome part of this is that while I feel no guilt at all in, you know, helping to bring you back, it's a little weird right now because I am here to kill you. And so me bringing you back, technically speaking, kind of throws a little wrench in that situation. But... I figure while we have this moment together and we don't have to worry about being interrupted, uh, I can maybe, you know, make things a little more clear for you. And uh, just again, really iterate that as soon as you can, you should grab your friends there and you should just go as far away as you possibly can. Because if you don't, I will eventually kill you because that is what I am supposed to do. What house are you with? Let me ask you a question. Because this has been bugging me all day. I... I gotta be honest, man. Uh, and he, he grabs like one of those books from the bedside table, flips over and just kind of like nonchalantly flipping through the pages. I love your name. I, I gotta say, I've been meaning to say this since I first met you. I love the name. Uh, big fan. And listen... The whole, the whole calling yourself Dak thing in front of me, no hard feelings, okay? I, I mean, listen, I'm a complete stranger. You know, it was your first time meeting me. I totally understand, you know, wanting to be a little secure. And, you know, one of the easiest ways to do that is to give a false name. So, listen, no hard feelings between us. I totally get it. I just wish that I, you know, could have known your actual name sooner. Set is such a cool name, and he just kind of continues, like, absentmindedly flipping through these pages. Uh, really cool. I mean, it, it just evokes, like, so many ideas. It's short. It's sweet. Gets right to the point. Easy to remember. House. And it's funny. He just ignores you flat out. You know, when I picked my name, I had the hardest time trying to figure out what am I going to call myself? Because I, I just, it felt like all the good names were taken. And then eventually, after a lot of study and a lot of just being around other people, eventually I settled on Trist. And don't get me wrong, I love the name, you know? I, it, it just feels so much more personable to me than a number ever would. But, like... I kind of feel like you, I, everybody just like nailed it on the head. I mean, it's, it's just set. It's easy, easy to remember, easy to say. Uh, Trist, you know, I get people asking me how it's spelled. There's a little bit of confusion here and there. But yeah, you, you definitely nailed it right on the mark. You, uh, you definitely got it right the, the first time around. Um, though... Names aside, 
you know, if you ask me, and he kind of scoots his chair a little bit closer, if you ask me, I'm kind of a little disappointed in you, though. I mean, you got the name thing down. You managed to get away. You, out of everybody, are the one that got away. All of this freedom to just go off and do whatever you want to do. And this is what you chose? I mean, you're, you're not even, like, you haven't even changed your appearance at all. You're just walking around Sharn with a hood on? Like, how did you not expect that they were going to catch on to you? It was going to happen eventually. Look, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. The house is a little upset. They want you back. Badly. And they kind of panicked a little. You know, not too long ago, they felt like they were playing with a full deck of, hot, of cards. And you leaving suddenly left them with a bit of a short hand. Uh, and that's a problem. So, in order to track you down, they didn't just, you know, send, like, one or two people out to find you. They kind of decided to send everybody. Everybody like you and like me. The ones that came before, the ones that came after. They let them off the leash. They, they want to find you that bad that they gave us free reign. They sent us out into the world and said, whatever you need to do, whatever has to happen, track them down, grab them, bring them back to us. I couldn't believe it. Genuinely. I, I mean, they must really need you if they're willing to let all of us go. And believe me, we split off. I don't know where half of the others went off to, but everybody's on the lookout for you. And it's the same deal. If they find you, they're going to take you and they're going to bring you back to the house. And then gods know what is going to happen. Because I read up on your file and I got to hear about some of the shit that they did to you beforehand. And listen, I know you're not begging for my empathy, but I, I hate those fuckers as much as you do. Truly. I mean, they did some bad stuff to me. But what they did to you is just barbaric. I don't even understand how it correlates to what they were trying to achieve. I don't know how the torture they put you through churns out the perfect rogue or whatever the hell they were trying to accomplish. What I do know is this. You have been a real difficult son of a bitch for them to track down. But time's up. They got your number, just like they've got mine. And as he says that, uh, you happen to notice the cuff of his sleeve come down. And as it does, uh, you see that there is a number 
scarred into their wrist. Uh, it is not, it doesn't appear to be a tattoo. It appears to be actually physically uh, cut or ingrained in some way uh, into the wrist itself. Uh, and it is the number six. Uh, and Trist says, If it were me, if I was in your place, I would be doing literally everything I could to stay as far away from that godforsaken house as possible. But I'm not you. They've still got me. As much as I'd love to be in your place, they've still got me. I can't get away like you did. The best thing I can do is I can keep searching for you and you can use that time to get away. Because if they suspect that I know that you're here and I've been in contact with you and that I might know your location, they're going to pull on the leash, so to speak. And then I have to kill you. And I have to kill your friends. Uh, what was their names? We got, let's see, Silva, the, the little fairy girl there. We got Nathaniel. We got Dak. We've got Johannes. All, yeah, all of them. I got I to gotta kill all of them. Uh, and probably, you know, do a little extra credit work with their friends, too. You know, they got friends. Some of them have families. I, I mean, that's a lot of extra killing I gotta do that I really don't want to do. It's not what I'm all about. So listen. Set, friend, buddy, pal. I understand if you don't trust me. That's the smart thing to do. What I need you to understand as well is that the money thing was just money, just business. But what I'm going to do right now, what's going to happen in the next, give or take 10 minutes, depending on how quick I can be, that's personal. I want you to make it. And if it just so happens that you find a way to get back at those fuckers at the house, if you can make them pay, let me know. Because I want to be right there with you when it happens. But until then, I got to keep acting like I'm on the hunt. And I gotta play my part really well. Because there's always somebody watching. So, here's the good news. Thoris just checked, and it seems like you've got a clean slate of health. So he's gonna let your restraints go. He's gonna check you out with the front desk. Door's gonna be left open. And you'll be able to rejoin your friends and go on your way. It's a miracle. 
We're all just so very happy about it. And then you're going to walk out. You're going to rejoin them. You're going to take care of whatever remaining business you've got in this city. And then you're going to leave. And never come back. Because if you do, I don't have a choice. Those people out there, Silva, Dak, Johannes, uh, even Caspian. I, watch out for Caspian, by the way. I, I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but he's one of those guys who's going to do whatever he needs to do in order to meet his own goals. So just, you know, keep an eye on him. Just, just saying. Keep an eye on all of them. Uh, and he kind of stands up from the chair. Don't let him out of your sight, kid. You and I both know that there's strength in numbers. Uh, and you watch as he snaps his fingers again. And the image restores itself as slowly you see this figure re-emerges and reassembles. And once again, Dr. Thor is standing before you and says, Yep, there is nothing more healing to the heart than having a good set of friends. You know, I gotta say it, it feels like a medical miracle as he takes uh, the restraints on your wrists and he loosens them, pulls them away. I have checked. It looks like you have been restored to full health, my friend. I... Hope that the next time we meet, it is under better circumstances. Uh, but please, feel free to uh, take your belongings and meet up with your friends. I'm sure they are anxious to, to meet up with you. Uh, and you have yourself a lovely day here in this great city. Uh, and he walks towards the door, opens it, uh, goes to walk out, turns back around real quick, and says... Do not worry about the bill. Everything's covered. I've always got your back. And he winks. And walks out. Leaving you alone. In the room. No more restraints on you. Still laying in the bed. The door wide open ahead. And that is where we're going to end tonight's session of Dragon Mark Symphony. Next session, we will rejoin with the group uh, as Caspian, uh, I guess, brings you somewhere that you can speak more in private. Uh, and we will also see uh, what ends up uh, happening with Set uh, now that he has been given the go-ahead uh, to leave, uh, leave the Citadel uh, and is fully alive and well and everything is back to normal. We'll see you next time, everybody. Uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. Uh, have a good evening. And as always, uh, stay away from the red. Have a good night, everyone. See ya. Bye. Yep, a nice, normal set returns to us. <laughs>